book of Revelation, uh -huh. chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away yes, every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. going on girl we need a revolution yes it's too much going on too much but hello 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 guys how you guys doing today i am erica mona and i am damio and this is cross cultured we're back again with another episode for you guys nice to see you guys or hear you guys right or virtually talk to you oh all. nice that you guys are listening to us it's nice to be connected in this space yes how are you doing how are you doing girl I'm okay, girl. This has, like, been my first real week of literally having no responsibilities, and I've lived to that. So, like, no summer school. No summer no school. No grad school. No grad school. No work. No nothing. How does that feel? Heavenly. It was like, wow. wow. No response. Imagine an adult world where you really didn't have to do shit. But, like, still your bills are paid. Yeah. There's still a meal on the table every day. Yeah, like, everything's like, going. You're just being chill. Like Exactly, chill. right? You can do whatever you want to do. I literally was waking up getting lit every other day. That's nice. That must feel good. Just for the, sh the hex of it. Right, because you start school back soon, right? Very soon, in two weeks. Yeah, that's Back at up. it. Mm, mm, mm. I actually start class again tomorrow. Aw. <sighs> Short-lived. But we, okay. thank we, we thank God. We thank God. We thank God. How about you? Girl, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling the revolution. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, you know how I've always talked about me, you know, being a loctician, Mona's locks, blah, blah, blah. So officially, I officially resigned from my day job, my nine to five job. Like I am now a full-time entrepreneur. Like, boom, like when I clocked, because I left work early today, because I'm like, girl, why am I even here? <laughs> So like when I clocked out, I was just like, oh, my heart was beating fast. Like, wait, it's over. It's really over. Like, I've really prayed for this day for, like, the past three years. Like, I've really prayed, like, God, when is it? When, when? Help me, help me, help me. And it's like, I feel, I'm telling you, my heart feels like, oh, my chest feels free. I feel light. I'm like, yes, Lord. I feel good. I ain't going to lie. I feel good. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you. This is a big congratulations. Eric can't talk about herself enough, so here I come. Oh, thank you so much. You guys, this is amazing. First of all, Erica really started becoming a loctician all of like maybe three years ago. Did she yeah, really almost three years ago. Like mm -hmm. decide. So let's just boom, under five years, you're able to quit your job. Boom. That's right there. That's a flex. Boom, right Aww. there. Secondly, this has been a pandemic. 
Yeah. It's been a lot of stuff happening. You've had a lot of things in your personal and professional life. And you are able to retire in corporate America. This is a retirement in a sense. It is. It's a retirement in a America. sense. So it ain't even been 10 years since we have graduated from school. And boom. Yeah, already. Like, that, that's good. That is just magnificent. Like, I, I, I am so, so proud of you. In Thank ways you. that I cannot explain. So let's get into the episode, you guys. And you all know that we like to start with the hot, 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 topic. hot topics. Ah, so you guys, as we said, this world needs to revol- a revolution. Because, <laughs> you know, we're just talking about COVID, COVID, COVID. Now, monkeypox. Hmm. Where did they even get that name from? Of all things, monkeypox. I think they just be trying to attach shit to Africans. For real, because why monkey? So basically, um, the World Health Organization declares rapidly spreading monkeypox outbreak a global health emergency. So what is uh, monkey health? Because I'm like, what the hell is that? So basically, um, the only similarity between monkeypox and chickenpox is that they're a virus. Uh-huh. Monkeypox is most similar to smallpox, which uh-huh. was eradicated through global vaccination efforts in 1980. The two viruses are from the orthopox virus family. Monkeypox is not as trans- transmissible or fatal as smallpox. However, some researchers worry that monkeypox could mutate and become a greater threat to humans. So basically, monkeypox is definitely not new. So, you know, they've been like researching and figuring things out for well over a decade. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. It is not new. It's not something that is new, but now it's becoming a global outbreak. So basically, mm. it does show up as pox on your body, like swollen yeah, yeah, boils on your body. That's what it looks like. One study published in 2008 warned that if monkeypox were to be introduced to an uh, unvaccinated population, the virus could capitalize on the situation and become an epidemic. Again? So I'm just still trying to figure out, okay, I'm trying to see what else is, okay, I'm seeing something about Congo. You are right, so everything's related to you see? An extended chain of person-to-person transmissions of monkeypox in 2003 in the Republic of Congo reveals the potential of further adaptation of the virus to become a more successful human pathogen. I still just want to know, like, how, because at first when all this started, I think maybe about maybe two months ago, they were talking, a few months ago. And they're like, okay, it's common um, amongst travelers. Right. So, you know, you travel from different, you know, country, continent to continent, whatever. Like, you see amongst them. Another thing, um, some people are calling it, like, the gay disease now. I know, because they ain't have to put that shit out there. That gay yeah, because they're saying, like, okay, it's more common amongst uh, men who have sex with men. Which I don't even understand how that came out. Like, that, that don't even relate. It's so weird that it came out as a statistic. Exactly. And, you know, people are just quick to kind of blame. Just like with the COVID. They said it was the, the, the Chinese flu. And how you they know said black people was immune to it. Right. So we're just quick to, especially Americans, quick to just kind of like blame or put it to somebody else. But for me, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what are the symptoms? Fever, headaches, muscle ache, a, um, lack of energy. A rash can also be present, resembling pimples and pus-filled blisters. <sighs> It can develop all over the human body, including face, feet, hands, genitals, ooh, and inside the mouth. Gee, I'll damn near kill myself if I wake up and it's different boils, small Gee, boils all over, all over my body. body bitch. Gee, I'm going to throw myself in fire. Like, I'm, what? 
But you know what? The CDC says that the rash typically lasts two to four weeks and that some individuals develop it before the onset of other symptoms, while others may experience only the rash. How deadly is, is, is it? Um, the good news is the version of monkeypox spreading across the globe, the West African type. This is it. Yep. The this West African is. type isn't particularly deadly. According to the CDC, more than 99% of patients can expect to survive. However, an infection could prove fatal in children under the age of 8, individuals with compromised immune systems, and those who are pregnant or breastfeeding. That's almost the reverse of how chickenpox was, because it was like, if you were under 8, chickenpox didn't affect you that bad. But mm, really? if you were grown, hence shingles. Okay, now my last thing I want to say, how does the virus spread? Because I want to know, like, mm-hmm. how do I protect myself? The CDC says the risk of contracting monkeypox in the U.S. is believed to be low. Okay. But anyone who comes into close contact with an individual carrying the disease is at risk of infection. The current outbreak is spreading from human to human contact. You could develop an infection from droplets, respiratory particles by spreading too much face-to-face with a monkeypox carrier. Blah, blah, blah. Also, COVID is on the rise again, y'all. Girl, it is on the rise, on the rise, on the rise. Yeah, y'all mess. Because, you know, we thinking like, oh, it's summer because, you know, it, when it's winter, that's when, okay, the the, the bacteria festers yeah. and grow more. But, girl, it's summer. It is, it's on the rise. It's back outside. Yeah, definitely. I definitely make sure to wear a mask in public spaces, elevators, where I'm going to be close to people and stuff. Wash your hands when you get home. Okay, it's just like ugh, wash your clothes, people. So they, yeah. I did see that for the monkeypox. Really, that um, you know, when you buy clothes or order clothes online, wash them before you wear them. True. I ain't gonna stun. I bought some clothes. I threw some disinfectant on it though. I mean, that's good. I probably should have washed it, but I was lazy. I know because sometimes you know you feel like when you wash it, it doesn't feel as fresh. Yeah, it doesn't feel as new. But low key, that's the best thing to do because the yeah. same way you when you get baby's clothes, you immediately wash baby clothes, yeah. new clothes. You know, so we should do that as adults too. Yeah, so like wash our clothes, disinfect them, especially because we get all our shit from like China overseas. You don't know how many. Man, why you say China? Cause, cause no, that's what. Um, no, but you know, like it travels so far. Absolutely, though, I'm and it's handled to... by different people. Mm-hmm. Carrier upon carrier. You so, know. yeah, so that's the thing. Like, y'all, be, be careful. careful. Be aware. Be alert. Protect yourself. Do you think you'll create a, a vaccine for this? Hell yeah. It's going to be vaccines for everything. I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to take it too. It's like, it's no more like, we really cannot live life freely. No. It's like that concept of like, Waking up and just like, you know, just going like, no, you really have to protect yourself. It's just like, because you may get a disease today and tomorrow you may die. Uh, and that's just the facts of it. It's just, it's sad. It's sad to talk about. But seriously, that just is what it is. Like living in the world, especially in America, it is what it is. Facts. Um, but let's talk about some more gatherings of people. So as you guys know, it is festival season. Um, and there's been a lot of different concerts and festivals this summer. And Rolling Loud just passed this weekend. So Rolling Loud, you all know, is a music festival. They do one in New York. They do one in Miami. And I believe they do one in Cali as well. Mm-hmm. So the big thing with the Rolling Loud Miami this year is that Kanye West was originally supposed to be a headliner. Um, for some weird reason, Kanye dropped out of being a headliner, even though he ended up performing anyway. But that's neither here or there. Isn't that when he put that black yeah, on his face? Yeah, when he was performing with Dirk, which is weird. Girl. Um, but yeah, 
Um, the big thing is that during this time, while Kid Cudi, who was his replacement, was performing, he was um, harassed by fans while he was performing. They were throwing water bottles. They were doing all type of stuff towards him. So now I think this brings up a bigger conversation of, like, what is concert culture at this point? It seems to be trash. It seems to be, like, a riot-like because even when you, I think back to Travis Scott situation. Yeah. Remember how those people were acting? Mob how, Exactly. Pushing each other, you know what I mean? Climbing on each other, not considering that, okay, we're all humans right here. Let's be considerate of each other's space. Like, it's like you're in a concert, it's a zoo. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you guys may be disappointed that Kanye West is, Kanye West is not the one performing, but kid, could he's a human being. I just don't be understanding, um, this culture that people find acceptable at hip-hop concerts, right? Because here's the thing. I feel like a lot of the time, these things spur, not necessarily just from black kids, like from kids of all races, right? Absolutely. But I don't think that these kids go to a fucking Maroon 5 concert and behave in this manner. They're not going to Adele concerts. and do, You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to Panic at the Disco concerts and behaving like so this. It's- so I'm wondering if that the kid could he replacement if it was the last minute and that it was last minute. They didn't. They expected to see Kanye West at that moment and Kid came out. But you was knew, that the you knew two weeks ago. Oh, it was. So it, it was like, announced two weeks ago. Okay. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like it was announced. If you wanted to get your money back, you should have got your money back. Yeah. But I just, even if you didn't, even if it was a surprise, I don't see a world where it makes sense to throw garbage at people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like for I'm, what. A part of me kind of wants to blame the white folks. I'm not going to lie because it's originally a white folks behavior. Right. When you think about the metal concerts, you know, like those, I forgot whatever term, those, what a rate, what a raise and stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That they do have. That's just something that, that's things that they do. Even down to com- comedy shows. Thanks. They're the ones who throw tomatoes like boo. You know what I'm saying? Black people talk a shit like, man, get the fuck off the stage. Y'all. But you yeah, we're not, we're not. But we're not as like aggressive. And I'm going to use that term aggressive as white folks be. Now, of course, it seem it does seem that it's more popular within Hip-hop culture nowadays, especially among celebrities and musicians, artists. Like, Cardi had to basically bop somebody from the microphone. Roddy Rich was attacked on stage where he ends up kicking somebody. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just, it it has become a, and I don't know, maybe because I follow the Shade Room and all these black blogs, I only see it with hip-hop. But I don't see Ariana Grande concerts being like this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see this shit. Oh, Billy Irish. You know what I mean? Like, this don't come up for other performers where they are just treated as if they are not people mm-hmm. it's not even about being famous or being whatever it's like they're people they live respect they're people they don't deserve all this rah-rah. like y'all getting rah rah for hey, y'all know kid, kid cuddy he he's been on the low for how many years okay. and like he finally now starts to come back out of out of his shell out of the closet you know what i'm saying so it's just like come on let this motherfucker sing and do okay. his thing y'all know he suffered from uh bipolar and shit oh he's bipolar. i know he has some mental health issues yeah, but he's bipolar when, when him and drake got into it his ass went to rehab Damn, really? Mm, he couldn't handle it. Nice. Damn. But yeah, that's just not cool. Please, y'all take it easy. I want us to talk about Kiki Palmer and Zendaya. Zendaya. Because on Twitter, I saw like now, you know, people are comparing their careers. Yes. You know, their accomplishments, accolades, and things of that, you know, nature. And we know that um, Kiki Palmer 
We've known her since Akila and the B. Yes. That little girl, she been acting since the age of 10, 11. And yes. she's from Chicago. Period. Robin. And it, it, she's one of those that had the talent from the beginning. Because, yeah. you know, there's some child actors I see that, like, okay, you saw how it developed. How they grew. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was like, boom, she got it instantly. Like, she was a star. She had, she was the only one to have black girls have a show on Nickelodeon. Sure was. Something True Jackson. Something True Jackson, Jackson VP. I watched it a little bit. I was, at that age, I was like, I was kind of past um, that type of show. But it was a show. It was there. There's, even to today, there's no other black girl. That has a show, whether it's on Disney, that's like just like as the main character, mm-hmm. or not sidekick, but as the main character. Yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? Raven. Maybe yeah, Raven. And then you know, Raven was a while ago. But then that, but that was even Disney. We're talking Nickelodeon. Exactly, exactly. It was a big gap before she came in. It's like, should I run Kiki's stats for y'all? Because I don't think people know Kiki, and I think it's time. First of all, Kiki has been acting since she was nine years old. Kiki was in Barbershop in Chicago, where then she went on to become Akila and the Bee, a blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. After Akila and the Bee, Kiki is the only child star to have both a Nickelodeon and a Disney contract. Mm-hmm. She had a Disney contract where she did jump in with Disney. Yeah. She did all of those things with Disney. She was singing with Disney. Mm-hmm. She was on their music group. She's a singer. Then she went on to do on Nickelodeon, where we see True Jackson VP. Kiki is the youngest talk show host ever because she had her talk show mm-hmm. on BET that was supposed to be for, like, millennials. Don't forget Black Cinderella, Cinderella on Broadway. She is the first black, um, youngest black Cinderella on Broadway. And youngest the first, and first. Yep. First black Cinderella on Broadway. Kiki Palmer did a long-standing um, guest host with Strahan and Sarah, where it was Strahan, Kiki, and Sarah yes. for a... What was it? Almost a year. Kiki Palmer is hosting. She's a cover girl. Many of the like. Let's get in. Like Kiki has done done a lot, and what Kiki has recently done, um, which is kind of what got all of this talking, is star in the blockbuster film Nope, um, which is written and produced by Jordan Peele. It's another Jordan Peele production, co-starring Daniel Kaluuya. What do I think about this colorism conversation? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the wrong conversation. Mm. Like this, why are we having this conversation right now? Okay, because Kiki was in this movie. You know what I mean? And I it's think taken away from it, right? It's taken away because I was gonna come in here and give everybody a week to watch the movie before I came in with critique, right. and all I was gonna do was talk about all of my highlights, right? And one of my biggest highlights was I was so freaking proud of Miss Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, you know, I may, you know, I may have a little directorial, oh, I would have, you know, said this line, this or that, that. But what stands is she literally, she was the main character. Mm. Even almost more so than Daniel, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was her movie. And it was really nice to see, first of all, the diction. That's a thing. Like, I think Chicago actors, we just enunciate when we have to enunciate. Because when we talk in our accent, we just talking. Mm-hmm. So when we're performing, it's such an enunciation. Like, she's such a performer. Like, mm-hmm. I could I could hear, like, oh, Kiki's really doing this. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she made it so her own. You know, it was definitely Kiki. Like, you watched it and you're like, oh, this is fucking Kiki. Like, it's no different. And, and that's what I like but with acting, like... She has range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But also with each different range she has, it's too hard. It's still key. And that's what, for me, that's what I identify as being a, a, a true actor. Like, yes, you have to definitely get into the character, feel it, but make it your own. Yeah. Don't try and be somebody else. Leave your stamp. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. She truly, whatever she does, she truly makes her own. And she does from comedy for from to sci-fi, thriller. Yes, to singing. I, I don't know if you know, she, this other one, she, was it Olivia or something? Was she like a slave and she didn't know she was a slave? Oh, wow. I didn't know. Girl, yeah, that, that. that's a, let me look for the title real quick. Um, That's on Prime where I've not watched it yet, but I'm like, I'm going to watch it. She's a slave in Atlanta, in Georgia, not Atlanta, in Georgia. She doesn't know she's a slave because, of course, she, She's on some plantation. Oh, wow. Then she, eventually, she saw a phone. Long story short, she got freed. Oh, wow. And then now she's like, I'm finna punish my slave, you know, her master. Oh, goodness, I've never heard of this. Yes, so it's like, also like a, like a, well, I don't know what to describe it as, like a drama, horror type of movie kind okay. of thing. Like, it's definitely, it's her. She's the main character, strong-willed. See there? What's, what's his name? Is Common, isn't it, too? Oh, wow. Oh, is that the movie that came yes. out on Sundance that's supposed to be like this huge thing? Did it come they, out? They did a movie that came out in the Sundance, like the the film theater uh, Maybe festival. it did. Let me see. I'm trying to see if I can find the title. I'll look for it later. But, but. anyway, as we're continuing with that, though, like, honestly, I just, it, it's really, the conversation is wrong. Let's even get back to this color, colorism. Right. The conversation is wrong, right? Because this is not a question of Zendaya's, um, what what's the word, her... Her, her, her talent. Her racial ambiguity. Okay. Yeah. To Kiki's quintessential black girl. Because I always say Kiki's the quintessential black girl. Like she when is. you see Kiki, it's undeniable that she's an everyday black girl. She is. You know what I mean? Um, but I just think that they took different trajectories in their career. It's like he, to me, I don't see that Zendaya got a role that Kiki couldn't have eventually got. Do you got. think colorism played a role? With the two of them? No. Yeah. And, 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 and because. Zendaya is the type to be conscious of that. Mm -hmm. One, Zendaya actively, if you notice, she's one of the few biracial or ra racially ambiguous actresses yeah. that make sure in every one of her roles she is black. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, like she's a black girl. She, she don't play no, I'm, I'm, I may or I may or we don't talk about it. And she's made an effort that black. if she feels like it's a role that should be played, she sh that should be played by a dark, darker skinned girl. She denies she it. She denies it. So, so I don't. So purposely in that trajectory of her career, I don't think there was a role that she has that could not that Kiki couldn't have had. I just do, think they went different. Do you think Zendaya is more uh, mainstream? I think that Zendaya took roles that 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 served a different audience. And and also, quite frankly, Kiki... What does that mean by different audience? I think that where Kiki stayed in her kid acting bag longer than Zendaya won... She sure did. She, she stayed sure did. in, like, Zendaya, Zendaya did, did that little show with, up, and she did Casey Undercover, she and left. she did... She, that was it. She left. Kiki did Aquila and the Bee. Kiki did Jump She was in. Nickelodeon Kiki for a good did, minute. She, Kiki stayed in that room. That change, that, that does a lot for you as an actress, because you're not able to do those grittier things, because yeah. people see you as a yeah. kid. Yeah. So, for the longest kiki you know yes kiki damn near 30 but for the longest we couldn't you know i don't think I, I think until she became maybe 25 is when she started really being like yo i'm grown i'm getting tattoos i'm exactly. having sex i'm doing right, she didn't right, do right. that for the longest so i think that is already different you know and then also like the shows that kiki went on to do weren't necessarily these raunchy, gritty roles. They were still, like, she did Scream Queens on Fox. Mm -hmm. Great role, but very teen, blockbustery. Mm -hmm. She did this um, Berlin Station. 
again, it was on FX. It was not like teen boppy, but it wasn't like what her audience would have looked for. for yeah. Kiki. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The other shit she did was like a teenage pregnancy. You, yeah. Those kind of. That's her realm. I just think that like Kiki hasn't given us a euphoria. She hasn't done an MCU universe. She hasn't done her Malcolm and Marie. She hasn't done these roles where we like, oh shit, Kiki grown. And why is that? I think that's just Kiki. You know what I think? I totally agree with what you're saying, but I still think colorism plays a role and plays a role in the way the public perceives both of them. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yes, maybe facts. Like, obviously, yes, Kiki, she's this, she's that, whatever. They went, they have different, they're both actors, but have different career paths, right? Mm -hmm. Different genres, different interests. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But I still think colorism plays a role in how the public perceives them, hence the Twitter conversation. You know, I think, because the same way, I I agree, I think Kiki could also be the girlfriend of Spider-Man. Facts. Like, she could play that role. She could really play that role with no issues, you know? But I also still believe and know that the Hollywood Hollywood still prefers fairer skin black women. Yes, you know colorism is always at play. I don't want to exactly. say it as though like in the general scheme of Hollywood yeah. it doesn't exist because like even though I think Kiki has the range to play MJ, absolutely, she wouldn't have been allowed to play MJ unless they were progressively making a a, a choice you, to be like to let's be like, get we a want darker a black skin girl. girl. Yeah, you know, that exactly. is a fact. But I think when, like, in bringing up in this moment, I don't think it applies. Because one thing about Kiki, the level of exposure that she has continued to have, that's why we call her Kiki Keep a Job Palmer. Yeah. The level of exposure she is able to have, to me, is what keeps her at a level of Zendaya. Absolutely. That's it. But I do agree that, like, some of the... The, the roles and the, the ways that she was able to go into yeah. her career, which is another reason I'm so happy for her in this movie. I agree, which is why I think that, again, you know, like, of, there are different audiences, obviously. Yeah, you facts. know what I'm saying? We're a different type of audience because we really um, pay attention to black media. Yeah. Right? So we know what she does. Whatever she's doing, we're like, oh, Kiki. Photo shoot, we'd be like, oh, that's Kiki. Hello, Instagram shit. We know what she's doing. Right. That's Kiki. You know, but I still, because... I still, in a way, I feel like kids nowadays, and I'm saying kids like Gen Z, whatever, they know Zendaya more. Facts. Because they grew up with her. That's what I wanted to say. Quiet as kid. Kiki is yes. Zendaya auntie. Of, of course. They yeah. grew up with her, but, like, I still... And, yes, Kiki's doing big-time movies, but, like, Marvel is a different level. Marvel is You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain movies. Well, the that thing HBO has Zendaya. That bag and that Marvel that bag is, uh, is different. Exactly. But here's what it's I... But, a, okay. And it's, like, it's a different... And I I'm, I'm no not disputing, but it's, like, it's a different audience. It's a higher audience. Damn, I wasn't going to do this this what? week. What? I'm just trying... I'm I just said keeping I it real. Like, I love my week, Kiki, girl, but... you want me to keep it real? Yeah. Kiki's talent isn't exactly where Zendaya's is. Damn. Okay, wait. Before I say that's damn, what, what does that mean? Break it okay. down. What are you saying? Let me, so let me just get into this nope review, right? I was going to save it till next week. I could bring it out. When I first started watching the movie, the first thing I thought was like, oh, Kiki's not acting per se yet. She's still get, it's giving public speaker. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay. Sometimes like how she's on talk show. How she, how she, yes. Like Kiki still perform, and that's and it's a good and a bad thing, right? Like we just praised her for being still Kiki in mm-hmm. whatever role, but Zendaya is different. Is, is she can be dynamic? Whatever character she is, she's that character. Remember when we watched her and Dizel son? Son, what's that show? Malcolm and Marie. When we watched yes. that movie, and Mal- we were annoyed by the movie, but both of those actors they got into they that. They got shit. into it, right? So it's like Zendaya is she's a unicorn in a sense that Zendaya mm. is one of the few actors that gets away with playing a teenager and adult in the Facts. same realm. There's mm. very few actors that She's get to do talented, that. very talented, though. Right? Because a lot mm. of actors, once we see you as a kid and you're playing kid roles, you're a kid. You're a kid. And there's some where it's like, oh, you young, but you're playing adult roles. We can't see you playing a yeah. teenager. Zendaya literally plays a teenager on a, in a hit TV show and plays a teenager in a hit movie, but also can go and play a grown-ass woman. Mm. And we will watch it. Kiki... As talented as Kiki is, her talent, and I've always thought her greatest niche is in public speaking. Mm-hmm. It is. In, in She's a good orator. She's a great orator. I, mm-hmm. I can, like, Kiki could come out with a show right now, and I'm glued. Like, I, I do love Kiki. And I think she's a great performer in the things that she performs in. And, I, and I'm proud of her in this role, too, because it pushed her. Yeah. It did push her. Yeah. Like, you saw a little bit more of who she, of her range and some of the things that she can do. But when I was first watching it, I was like, mm, Kiki Gibbon, it's giving Chicago. You know what I'm saying? It's giving, like... And, you know, sometimes, because, you know, we do act. Because for me, you know, I've not acted in a while. And the little acting I've done, I feel like, I'm starting to think, like, damn, I might typecast it because I feel I've gone, like, the same similar roles of either the wife or, like... You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, I do want to have, like, a different character. And sometimes you do need a, a, a director to bring that out. To out bring it out of you. It was, it was a small push. You I'm going to give different. you this, bitch. I mean, I, you know, even though I've done some other whatever, you're honestly the best director I've worked with. Wow. No, for real, for real, for real. Because the little other movie I've done, I'm, we're waiting for it to come out. But it was a similar role. But you, because you know how to, as a director, you need to have, a vision, right? But also have to you have to also know your talent that you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Like some yeah. directors just like, okay, this is what I want it to look like and boom, do and this. That, yeah. We have to know who you're working with, know their talents, know their range, what they could do, and know how to push it out of them. Yeah. And you know how to do that. Facts. No, you know what I'm saying? It's not about facts. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like, so for you, like, I feel like, okay, she's the, I'm like, hopefully one day, one next thing, whatever we do, I'm like, I would want you to be directed to like, because I need someone to also help. As an actor, you need someone to kind of like yeah, push you, you give it that push. And because after, if you don't forget, Kiki, for a while, she was doing some low budget black movies, G. Baby, yes. I just didn't want to say, but she was doing low, and I'm, I'm down for the black movies. I'm down for black media. But I, she wasn't caring for it, her it, brand. It, 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 it wasn't And, and that's where Zendaya is different, and, because Zendaya intentionally but curated you know what? her brand. Maybe she couldn't find work. That's another thing. A lot of black, let's, no, let's keep yeah, it real, G. Kiki, keep a job, Palmer. She, and, and exactly. So, yeah. and it's one of those, like, yes, keep a job, but you're, you're also the one who told me this, because, you know, I'd be like, oh, I can act. Let me, let me get in your opportunity mm-hmm. but you're like no know the level at which you're at yeah you've passed this stage of like oh little skits or little whatever nah it's okay to deny some shit yeah. you don't want to tell me that shit and i'm like okay you're right because i'd be down to do whatever and i feel like kiki got to that stage maybe it seemed like after that nickelodeon after okay talk show is one thing but as an actor you want to keep acting you know yeah, what i'm saying I like there are people that, like taraji fell victim to that right like we say all the time when Taraji got nominated for her Oscar for Benjamin Button, she should have let it just be. She got nominated for Benjamin Button. When she decided, oh, I'm going to do Empire, I'm going to be Cookie Lion, she reduced herself. What? Damn. 
I mean, facts, but not facts. Which, again, it brings me to my point of, like, I think we need to realize that it's still really hard for black actors right out, out here. Yeah. You know, Denzel Washington is one of those that's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And Angela, Angelo's name. That's it. She just is even really hitting her peak. I was going to say, even Denzel, if you, quiet as cat. Now, this is not what I believe. Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors. Uh-huh. Low-key, a lot of his movies were quote-unquote black movies. Of course. It in the beginning, t- yes. It wasn't until what would be his considered mainstream movies. Maybe, I mean, Malcolm X technically because it got so big, but it was a Spike Lee joint. Yeah, it was Spike Lee John. What, you know I wouldn't even saying? say Malcolm X. It um, was um, Training Day. Was when he it was, was before Training Day. It was before Training. Uh, what's this one with um San Sanal Lathan? Yeah, she was like she just played Sanal Lathan. Don't play. Don't sleep on her now. No, I'm not sleeping. She, she, she just all the time she together. plays those like I'm the girlfriend and just whatever. Oh, I love Sanal Lathan. Oh, I forgot what the name of the movie. Deja Vu. Oh, Deja Vu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was before mm-hmm. Training Day. That was after Training was Day. Tra- I think he did. He, I think he did one movie before Training Day. I mean, we all know Training Day is like every almost everyone's I favorite that like that was big the one ones. because that was the one where he finally got his Oscar. Yeah, but I want us to go back to Taraji because okay. it's like I did watch Benjamin Button, okay, and she was good in it. But again, she said how she was not paid well at all Sex. compared to her mates. Yes, and Tyler paid her. Was the first one who paid her double, who paid her her worth. Yeah. Acrimony. Now, Acrimony was a trash-ass movie, movie but horrible. she got, and it's one of those situations where, I, uh, what's the name, this, what's his last name, Angela, this mom of, black mom of Hollywood, Angela what? Jennifer Lewis? Jen, what did I say? Angela. I was Jennifer like, Lewis, you're absolutely right. I read her, her book, and she yes. mentioned how she as well has been in the game for the longest. For the longest. Doing shows, Broadways, blah, 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 whatever. Years. She said it gets to a point where it's just like, I got to pay the bills. Yes. I mean, we see that Shirley Ralph is just getting nominated for an Oscar. You know what I mean? And like, she's been in the in industry for how many years? We, we for sure know that, like, when it comes to being a black star, you're it, it's a different fight. That's because, why. Yeah, because you have to push through the market of wanting black. And, black. It's, and it's like sometimes you have that high peak, high momentum of like, oh, my God, I'm in Benjamin Button. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. my God, I'm with Brad Pitt. Oh, my God, I'm with, like, you know, the great white actors and whatever. But my that's peers. why Jordan Peele is so important. It is. That is why Jordan Peele But is so my important. point is to say that you may have that high moment, but, bitch, it could, right after that, it could go low right after. You may not get another movie. They may not call you again. And, and it's your like black, that. your other black directors, you know, low budget. I don't even want to necessarily use the term low budget. And so sometimes when I say low budget, I mainly mean low budget in the plot, no, in the a, type of movie. You know what I'm not, saying? Not, when we say low budget, we're not talking about Tyler Perry, Will Packer, Kenya Barris. Okay. We're not talking about the heavy absolutely. hitters. Absolutely. We're absolutely. talking about them to be films, baby. Like, yes, to be films. Absolutely. Them, the, yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Them Peacock deep, movies, okay. pre free V movies. The deep Amazon Primes. Like we're not talking about And our, that you can see like, okay, who is the director? Exactly. Who's acting? Who like we could like, literally get a movie up on like there. Like when thing. they take Count Carl Weber books and turn them to movies, yeah. that's what we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily because it's made by black creators. I do want that to be like distinct. But Loki, I ain't gonna sleep on Carl Weber though. Family business. I have my mom watching that shit. She said that shit good. G. Yeah. No, listen. Some of those BT shit be decent. No, they do be decent. The girl from Soraya. I'm Soraya. Uh-huh. Soraya. I'm so yeah. mad with names. She's in. It's this new BT church 
um, oh. show. It's actually really good. It's, it's a similar role she played in um, Empire Singer Girl. I mean, she, she plays babe. a similar role in all these things. Now. Exactly, but it's it's good. Church business, something like that. I, I, I think I know called. what you're talking about. Yeah, but okay, let me get into my nope review, y'all, because I'm really excited. I loved the movie. Okay. I really, really loved it. First of all, it's a science th- um, science fiction thriller. Okay. Um, Here's a general plot. The general plot of the movie it is the classic alien flick like there's like we're living in a country or in like a remote area and there's alien sightings and we're trying to get the sightings that's like the most basic plot i can give you okay um to not spoil the movie and i think that jordan peele i wasn't the greatest fan of us i'll say that you were not of us, no, I wasn't the us. greatest fan of oh, us. Oh, us, yes, with Lupita, and that's just because Quiet as Kept. I don't think Lupita's. Did a, we watch is, it together? We did watch it together. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't understand. Girl, it Quiet as Kept. Lupita is not uh, uh, the girl that y'all be thinking she is, but I'm gonna show her. Okay, real quick, real quick, we gotta pause on that because I kind of want to talk about Lupita real quick. Ooh. I'm not crazy about her either. I haven't seen her range yet. I've not really. Yeah. I feel like I've not really seen. How deep she could get? Because even Wakanda, it wasn't it wasn't a deep role. No, it wasn't. It was just she, even you know in saying? Twelve Years a Slave. That's supposedly her breakout oh, role. It was Twelve that Years a Slave. It was like she just was the female lead, but she ain't do shit. I think it's more of like she's the female lead. She's African. She's beautiful. Yeah, she, and like she's she being praised Yale. for that. Simple. But I still haven't really seen her. I'm I've not gotten what. Yeah, I've not got it when I give needed. It, I'm not, it I'm, don't give it for me. So I wasn't captivated by us. And again, I think that was partially because Lupita can't carry a main character role. Damn! Um, okay. Like, honest to God, if that was like a... a, a was a, it Lupita, but or was it like the movie, the plot, the I, directing overall? That was kind of weird. Here's my thing about Jordan Peele. Because even in this one, I feel like Jordan Peele, he sprinkles in these things that's like, this was so important to the movie, but it had nothing to do with the plot. And Facts. there was a lot of that in Us. It wasn't so much in Get Out, but I'm sure if I go back and Get watch Out Get decent. Out, you know, there's some shit that's like, why was that even in the movie? But he does that in these movies. So with this, I, I just love that um, as, a, as a, a, a student of theater and film, I consider myself a student of theater and film, there are certain recipes and there are certain, like, formats to certain structures of film. That's what makes it that genre. Yeah. Um, and I love that we are able to take these classic formats and genres and adapt them to blackness. So this was a classic sci-fi thriller. We've seen we've seen this story. We've seen it as simple as E.T. We've seen it in Signs. We've seen it in Sixth Degree. Like all of mm-hmm. these sci- classic sci-fi white thrillers, it is the same concept, the same recipe, but it's, it's refreshing to see black faces Absolutely. and black spaces in it. So I, I love that. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is my new boyfriend. I do love him now. I've loved him before, but now I realize I love him. And I, I just, yeah, you know, I got a nitpicky shit. But in this moment, I'm choosing to celebrate black art. I'm not going to be nitpicky. I love it. Speaking of black art, let's talk about rap shit. Let's <laughs> talk about rap shit. It's, um, it's now on HBO. Spit four bars right now. Girl, boom. <laughs> 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 Um, it's an HBO comes every Thursday. Two episodes are out. Yeah, which I'm like, thank you for giving us those two episodes. Okay. Of course, created by Issa Rae. Yes, I love it. I love it. Ten, ten, ten for me. I love it. I, I really do. I'm so excited to get into it. So, what are your thoughts about it so far? What stands out to you? What do you not like about it? I think it is really cute. 
First of all, I love Issa Rae because I love I love storytellers. I love black storytellers. And I love that Issa has chosen to tell the the, the triumphant and the normalized stories in our community. Mm-hmm. Right. And in in um in insecure and awkward black girl and stuff, she told the story of black women who don't fill in fit into these certain archetypes. You know, she created a space for ordinary black women. Um and this it is the story of female artists and female rappers and i feel like this is such a moment for female rap and people talk so much shit about female rappers that this is this is an amazing story of like nah look at what female rappers go through like from from, from conception to everything absolutely and it's like it's definitely like oh this is the city girl biopic I like it because, as you said with Issa, it, she gives an all-round point of view. Mm-hmm. So she gave the awkward black girl. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But she's also giving, like, the Miami city girl. I'm all about the money. If you ain't got the money, fuck you. Don't come to me. Yes. You know, that kind of, like, vibe. But also in the same sense, given the, like, okay, my dad was a teacher, right? I grew up in, like, in this proper, like, I was a smarty pants, but I love to rap. I'm cautious. I'm a cautious rapper. She I talk about, you know, I rap about um, Sally Mae and Student Loans. You know what I'm saying? Me. I rap about the government. And I have put a, a Wakanda mask on my face because I don't want to be like this typical bitches, the city girl type of bitches, yeah. right? That just show their asses and stuff. So it just shows the contrast, right? It shows the conversation too, right? Because like, I love how she does humanize. So there's a character that basically is Carisha. Let's just say that she Carisha. And I think that I love that she humanizes her. Because yeah. so, so often we see those girls and people on social media want to call them, oh, they this, they just that, they that, they, they so on and so forth. But you also see her as like, this is my as real life. Yeah. Like, I'm a mom. I'm a hustler. I'm this. I'm a real woman. Like, like I'm trying I'm, to make it. I ain't got, I have no time to play no games. And even that, I love the conversation they had about reclaiming, um, owning ourselves in this moment Mm -hmm. because that's a big conversation that happens about women being over hypersexual and so on and so forth and all these things i'm still gonna talk about hypersexual women later i mean facts though but you know but i love that she talked about like you know this is me owning it like i love that she she threw it back that if you have to do all of this to protect yourself from what you think niggas is gonna think about you then you're really letting them control, control you. you. But it just really shows, for me, I'm like, it just shows how, as women, we can never win. Never. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, be hypersexual to gain their attention. You gain their attention, you gain their control, right? You're trying to do this to have something from them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're trying not to be hypersexual so that you could gain the attention of like proper people, a different type of people, right? It's like you could, you just never win. It's like don't be hyper, don't don't be hypersexual, but don't be overly cautious. Exactly. You don't want to be boring. You be you preach it too much. You're doing too much. Okay, what is the middle ground? The middle ground is boring. So you either got to be extreme. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it's quite interesting. It really is a good show. It's relatable, which I like. It's sexy too. I ain't gonna lie. It is. They come with the the, the the nudity. I'm like, oh, okay. This is it's definitely cute. A, a late night show. I got to watch by myself. I just I just love it. I, ooh, by yourself? Why? Ooh. I mean, I got a baby. I can't watch this type of show during the no, day. No, but the way you said it was like when he go to sleep, I'm gonna watch it by myself. By myself. <laughs> wow, what are you seeing? That's what you ain't seen. No, yeah, I think I think you're thinking something. No, I'm just saying. I how just it gave sounded. you my I just gave you my answer. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I just think that I um. It's, I love Issa. I love her storytelling. I love, you know what? As a closeted rapper. Oh, oh yeah, I speak for bars. I be how many bars. Let's hear it. Come on. 
No, come on. I keep need it a real. beat. If I had a beat, I would go. Oh, we, we can look for a beat, please. Don't even do that. Okay. We can look for a beat. Anyway, as a closeted rapper, those of you that know, you know. Um, it's just always fun to see, like, because I'm really, like, an enthusiast of female rap. Like, I have probably the rawest female rap playlist on Apple Music. Y'all should follow me. But, like, I, I like, love female rap. So it's a, it's it's cute that it's like, this is real music, though. Like, I'm going to get this soundtrack. It reminded that song that they had reminded me of the song that I made. If you remember, Studios and Skin Top 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 Dollar Ho. Don't that shit remind you of it? What was a hoe? I be a top dollar hoe. Hey, yeah, that shit rank off already. It ain't even come out. But yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, no, somebody ain't even come out. No, seriously, when I dropped that. No, that that was like a spur of the moment type of stuff. So yeah, That's I mean, a, come on, give us Top Dollar Ho. Let's say let's let's say the bars of Top Dollar Ho. Nah, it's not ready. Ah, okay, next week. I'll give y'all the hook. Mm-hmm. If I was a hoe, I'd be a top dollar hoe. Hey. If I was a hoe, I'd be a top dollar hoe. Hey. If I was a hoe, I'd be a top dollar hoe. Top. If I was a hoe, I'd be, be a top dollar hoe. Hey. If I was a hoe, I'd be, be attending all your dough. What? If I was the one, you got to know me, I'm the know. Okay. If you want to know me, you going to know me with that dough. What? Going to come at me, we got the cash at the dough. Cash. Picking all that money that fall on the floor. What? All right, I'm done. Ah. Okay, let's go on to the next list. What's the next on the list? Child, you know, every so often we see some shit on the internet that shake the table, baby. And I had posted about this and I shook the table. Mm. So let's talk about Pastor T.D. Jakes. Pastor T.D. Jakes made some remarks this week um, talking about the generation of women. So I'm actually just going to play the audio yes, for please. you guys. This breaks all sociological order that the culture we're living in now. Because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house, but until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk back to me this morning. Let me hear your thoughts on that. I don't like that. <laughs> That's my thoughts on it. I don't like that. First of all, <laughs> let's start with a laugh. Let's mm-hmm. start with the lab because I think that there are so many things that I can pinpoint that are wrong about this statement. There are one, let, let's start with the first thing. The first thing is that me being successful does not diminish your worth as a man. Mm-hmm. Let's stop teaching men this. Stop teaching men that if you cannot buy me Birkins, if you're not doing that, that you do not have worth. That's not true. 
Step two, I just think that, like, when us being successful, us being able to do things for ourselves, us, that don't have nothing to do with nothing. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with anything. And step three, it is time that we as black men and black women, we need to find what are the intangible things that we like about each other. What are those things that is not rooted in money, it's not rooted in sex, it's not rooted in possession, that we value in each other as black men and black women. I didn't like when T.D. Jake said, I don't have any need or I don't have anything to pour into you about. Like, that really didn't make any sense to me when he said, I don't have anything to pour into you about. How can you tell me that we're in a relationship and if I have my own, if I'm financially stable, then you don't have anything to do for me. You can't pour into me. You know, for me, what I got from that... And what I've learned from my experience and not just my personal romantic experience um, with my partner, the other guys I've dated, also also with my father is he's talking from a man's point of view, right? Mm. Because money and success is everything, everything to a man. Facts. Men feel like the money and the success they have, that's what defines their manhood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I agree with the beginning of we are raising women to be men. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're raising women to be men because it's like, where's the man at? Where you? That's, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's okay, what okay. he's not like saying because it's like, we're not, as women, we're not saying, oh, I want to be manly and macho Hell and masculine. No. Like, that's not in our natural divine being. I don't want that, but where the men at? Because whenever we try to do that, we be. Overly dramatic, right? Yeah. We'd be hypersensitive. Yes. We'd be overly loud because it's not natural for us to try and be masculine, right? To take over, to be in charge. And like, even for us to be respected as women, we have to do the most. Facts. My grandmother was a widow at the age of 34, 35 with five kids. And she said she had, even her kids, you know, my mom, her, my aunties, they said, their mom, my grandmother, had to be super strict. Yeah. She said, I had to be so strict so that five kids could respect me. Mm-hmm. So that five kids and people could know that I am in control, that mm-hmm. I am the, the matriarch of this family and there's no man in charge. It has its side effects, obviously, because yeah. one of my aunties was like, um, people were like, damn, is that your mom or yeah, you the housemate? Like, that's how strict she was. Like, she was like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do that. Yeah. Not my treatment, but, like, just super so, strict. So strict, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like when women do carry those roles, it's, it's too much. Because it's like, we're not, we're emotional creatures. We're gentle creatures. Not everyone may be gentle per se, but we're all gentle in our different manner. We're feminine in our different ways. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But the, due to the lack of manhood, correct masculinity, not toxic, but correct, healthy Y'all in jail, y'all in gangs, you know, um, y'all not there. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to focus on the money. Fine, focus on the money. Okay, but it's more to life than money, as you said, because what is the natural connection that we have besides the money? One thing I have learned is, like, money is everything to men, which is for me. Yeah. Me, me being, being a entrepreneur, I'm like, I need to make my own money because I be damned. I don't want to rely any, any, on any man, whether it's my husband. I don't mm-hmm. because what I've noticed and I've experienced that I've seen, never even this what I've experienced, what I have seen is that once a man is the one really taking care of you, now this does not apply to every man. I'm going to say this because I do believe there are some gentle-hearted yeah. men out there. 
But a lot of men, once you're the, they're the one, yeah, they're the one taking care of you, paying your bills. Boy, they will throw that shit in your face in a quick Hell second. Yeah. They will use it against you in a quick second. Like that is their power over you. It will be used to control you. And I'm like, I need to make my own bank, my own bank, my own have my own bag to take care of me and my son and pay my bills and not to have to call anybody to be like, hey, can you do this for me? Now, if I need to, sure, his dad is there, but like, I want to make sure I can do that shit. I think and it's stressful. Men don't create the space to be feminine. Gee, we were just talking about this shit. Yeah, like men do not create the space. Like, okay. <laughs> Excuse me, I just chose my spirit. To, 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 for example, I have a friend, I was talking to him today, and he got a situation with his baby mama. And the situation, long story short, is that she's like seven months pregnant right now, and she came and she was talking to him and she was expecting something from him. And when she came, you know, she see him with another woman, he was doing whatever, doing whatever he wanted to do, right? And... You know, I'm explaining to him, like, yo, no, you was in the wrong. Because at the end of the day, like, she's pregnant and she's carrying your baby. So, automatically, she two votes to your one. Like, I don't, you got to understand that. And he, his his retort to me was, but if as a man, if I did it, I would be considered this. And wait, as wait, a man. He said, as a man, if he did what? He did the same thing. Like, he showed up and got mad because he uh-huh. saw her with whoever or whatever, whatever. And if I reacted in this way... I would be seen How many crazy. pregnant women would you see with another man? For, How I, many? I literally said the same thing. I said, first of all, that's another conversation. But my thing with like is men of this these this day and age, what I realized in speaking with him is that men of this day and age want so bad to be women of this day and age. Damn. And, and and I don't even say that to threaten your sexuality. I say that because I really think that men are envious of the path women have created for themselves. I think men, I agree with that. Their men are confused because in the same breath where they say, I want a woman to bring this and this and this to the table. Mm-hmm. But in the same, se- in the same sentence, in, in, they're like, Stay in your place, though, because I'm the man and I'm the one exactly. who brings it. So it's like, okay, gee, which one do you want me to be? Men want to be confused. respected and, and, and heralded at, for just being men, for literally just the phenotype of being a man. Because I have a penis, I should be respected as such. And that's why I'm like, I, I urge these same ministers, these pastors, these people that come up with these conversations. You know, he made a statement that really, really took me aback when he said, we are losing the black family. And I said, whose fault is that? Okay. Is that not of men like Nick Cannon who feel like because I can afford to have children with multiple women, I should? Because that right. is not the black family. You know what I mean? Check that. And that, that's the thing that gets me about these exactly. men. They get up here and make these sermons about what we as women are doing. Stay in men's business. Check men. Talk to men as men. Stop and, talking to and, us. And then that last statement he made saying like, oh, I want to be able to build into you. Or what was the statement he, he said? He said, if I can't, if I can't come into do you, for build into you, do for you, or what the need Yeah, what's my need for you? My question is, needy what bastard? what is the need you have? Needy bastard? What is the need... And it's not even, what is, because, you know, I had a conversation with, let me just be quite frank, okay? Not going too deep, but I had a conversation with my partner, and he basically said I'm not selfless, okay? And I was like, okay, I like to hear other people's point of view. Right. You know, we, you know, we're not perfect. Let me hear your point of view. 
I'm not selfless, fine. But if you're always telling me that you're this self-sufficient man and you figure everything out, you handle everything else by yourself, and that since I cannot give you no financial assistance or I can't change the situation, my help is of no value, what the fuck can I do? Let me put man on. What the fuck can I do? Because if you're constantly telling me you're all self-sufficient, like you were God, there's no help I can give but, you. But here's my thing. This is where I want to put men on. I say all the time, right? Like, so, okay, transparency. I be talking to Erica all the time, and I'll, like, tell her things like, you know, I want to feel loved in a different way. Da, 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 da. And it's like, I know my friends have me. I know y'all got me. I know it's this. It's not the same. Other. But it's not the same as when your man has you. Man, this is where you come in. Like, literally. Like, it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with anything. I say all the time that I, I like knowing that I'm a priority to somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I say that shit to her all the time. Like, Fact. I like feeling like it's different. That Of course, I know my mama loved me and I come first to my mama. That's different, though. That's my mama. I like being treated like an egg. This is your about saying like egg, egg. cause you know can you, be egg. You, you that's what they exactly. be saying. You gotta like, be gentle. You don't want to drop yes. it because it will break. That's how women are. Exactly. Like I want to feel prioritized. I like feeling special. I like feeling protected. I like feeling you know shit. Let, like this has nothing to do with you buying me. And you know you know any broke niggas I've been with. <laughs> If we saying facts upon facts, like, okay. do you know a boss bitch like me, how many broke men I've entertained because okay. they, they fulfilled, like, oh, he made me feel special. He made me feel good. Like, little dumb shit like that. So, for me, when I hear men say things like they, to me, it's just kind of like you feel that you cannot have full control over me because I am not financially burdened. I'm not your financial burden. Like, you not controlling me. A lot of men definitely, and I've someone I've dated in the past. He'd be like, "I don't want a yes, a yes woman, yes woman," you know. But I actually, ideally, you do want a yes. But woman. they do though, because you have a problem when I disagree with your point of view. So if and and I again, I res, respectfully disagree. I'm not a type of woman to be like, "Nah, motherfucker, you do like no." I'm not. I'm not that type. I'll be like, you know what? Do you know how about this? I. I don't see, I don't okay. you know what I'm saying, but you dislike the fact that I disagree with your point of view, which makes me not a yes woman, which is what you don't want. But then again, you say you don't want a yes woman. Men really are confused. They don't know what they want. They really don't have, they don't really have the idea of the role they play in society. I don't think, I, especially in black society, where we are as a community. Erica's talking that talk. Like, really, they're really. Like, y'all are the leaders, okay? Men y'all are the head. Y'all really are messing society. shit up. Let's keep it real. Which is why women are aggressive as fuck. Men, that's, that is a... Men do not know their place in society. They don't. Outside of it's being been our, like, main providers or whatever, like, financial, our banks, our ATMs, once we they took don't that, do that away no from either. men, mm-hmm. they do not know where their place is. They don't know how they're useful. They don't know where they're purposeful. They don't know why we want them. Like, men are confused. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said a word right there. You said a word. Which is why with, you know, with me being an entrepreneur, I'm like, I want every aspect of me to grow in that entrepreneurship spirit. Meaning, and, and you know, even if you're not an entrepreneur, even if you're, you, you know, you have a nine to five job, whatever you're doing. But when I say entrepreneurial spirit is that boss bitch of I'm in charge spirit. Right. You can still work a nine to five and still be in charge right. of your time. You know what I'm saying? Of 
of, you know, the assignments and whatever you have to do. Like, I'm in control of this. I'm not going to let this control me. Right. And I want to be in control of my emotions, of my romantic life, of my personal life, mm. of whatever. Like, I'm tired of having motherfuckers. Like, I'm, I'm just tired because after a while, when you constantly be involved with different men, different energy, have, it, it plays a role. It has a ne- negative effect on your, your psyche. Mm. It has a negative effect on your self-esteem. Because then you start to question, as a woman, am I doing too much? Yeah, like, to me... But like, you haven't even done for, enough for me to even be... Like, I'm not doing too much because you haven't even done enough for me. And I be getting to that point, too, as a woman, where I'm like, damn, what am I doing? Am I, am I, being, am I being what a man needs for me? As, I think as women, men don't understand... I mean, that's a good question that we got to ask ourselves. Like, okay, because, okay, let's like, even to transition to the next point, right? So there was a post that kind of went viral on Niger Twitter about um, a boyfriend, this guy... Who had his girlfriend sleep over, and she did not wake up until after 8 a.m. And he said that she was irresponsible. She wasn't a good woman because she didn't wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, a good wife, a woman who is wifey potential, wakes up by 6 yeah. to do what she got to do. And it's like, damn, when you start hearing stories like this, and I'll say this. I'm an early bird. Me, I am an early bird. Okay. But I have my times where I don't wake up till 839, mm-hmm. and that better be enough for you. Because I just, I just think that as women, like, men don't understand that as women, the way that men always try to be like, oh, where do I fit in? Where am I needed? Da, 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 da. I think women always feel like, am I enough? Absolutely. Like, the way that y'all be like, am I needed? We are like, am I enough? enough. And, like, it's crazy because men be like, am I needed? But you don't want to be needed at the same time. You, you don't. Am I needed? But I don't, you want people to. You, you don't, don't want, want me to rely on you for. You real. want women to tell like I need you to do this thing, but you're like, oh, it's too much work. Don't rely on me because my mama did this shit. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I had a toxic, toxic mom. That ain't my fault. Sorry. I'm you sorry that your daddy won shit and your mama had to act Ex- like you was her husband. Exactly, but it's like it, it is good as women. We, you know, we do need to question. Like, okay, you know, I had this conversation the other day. Like, hey, are we what we need for each other? Right? Mm. Are we giving each other what we need? Because we all have different needs. Your partner may need you in a certain aspect where, like, you may not be fulfilling that aspect. So it's like, it's you and your partner's duty to communicate that. Like, hey, you know what? This is my love. Ain't know what I learned? Love languages change. Yeah. That's something I learned. Because for a moment, my love language was gifts. And I'm like, my love language was gift because I feel like I didn't get nothing from this motherfucker for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, now, give me something, right? But like, after I got the shit, I'm like, mm, I want something else. I, 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 I want your word of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I want your quality time. I want your physical touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so love language has definitely changed. It may be every three months it changes for both individuals. But relationships, you guys definitely need to talk with, between each other. Like, what is it that we need and expect from each other? What is yeah. it I need to give you to make you feel like a man? What is yeah. it you need to give you to make you feel like a woman? Yeah. That's, that's it, that has to be a conversation. We can't I mean, rely men, on media for the that. The funny thing is men do not be trying to have that conversation. Men well, do you not better want, listen. Men do not want to hear like, hey, this is what I need as a woman. What you need from me? Exactly. Like, like men do not want to have that. They have an archetype of what they feel like. Bro, Money. That's it. I'm a relationship. This is what I need in a relationship. I pay the bills. Like, you they, they bills, don't be wanting to bend. And it's just kind of like... I don't know. I also feel like this, you know, for a spiritual leader, too, to be the one, I think that they need to be careful about where their toxic masculinity comes. Like, they got to stop imposing their personal views in religion. Because for you to give this type of speech in the middle of a sermon, too, it's like, this has nothing to do with God and what God wants for us. This is definitely how you feel. 
For me, exactly. It's like if you're gonna preach about that, you have to be able to give both perspective. Preach, preacher. Exactly. <laughs> you have to be able to give both both perspective. You can't just. And that's why at this point of my life, I'm very careful about where I go to worship. I'm currently looking for a yeah, church. For I've not real. been to a church in over a year because I'm like, of course, you may not necessarily agree with everything. Yeah, you know, but I need spiritual a spiritual leader. leader. I need a strong, solid spiritual leader. Yeah, I don't thanks. want anyone just praying over me, laying their heads on me or whatever, hands on me or whatever. Like, that is very important. So, you know, like, hey, I ain't. T.D. Jakes, he's, he's been a minister for years. I listen to, sometimes I listen to his podcast. I used to listen to his podcast a while ago, which I'm like, okay, I like, but it's one of those, like, sometimes it just shows religion, um, um, culture plays a role in religion. Mm-hmm. Um, our gender plays a role in religion. Hells, yes. How we grow up plays a role in religion. Yep. Even our finances will play a role in religion. Facts. Okay. Because if you're rich. At the end of the day, this ministers, men of God, our fathers, imams, do not forget that there are men they're not God. They are men of God, but they are not God. Okay. And they have their moments where they definitely tweaked. Pe- period. Which we know of. Okay. Um, let's go after, Let's go to the next segment. All right. The next segment comes to us. You guys already know how we like to give it up. Analodo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid. Makes poor decisions. Comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lodo Rabata. Goof ass. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our Olodo of the week. So our Olodo this week goes to the entire North Carolina Police Department after they resign because a black town manager is hired. So in the town of Kenley, North Carolina, which is approximately a population of 2,380, all the police officers in that town resigned because there was a new town manager hired. Now, what we want to let you guys know about this town manager is that this town manager is an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't really give much details as to what necessarily happened, but a letter, of resignation letter, came out from one of the police officers, and in his resignation letter, he says that he feels that the trajectory of the police department feels like an unsafe work environment, <laughs> and he, cannot, he can no longer agree with the trajectory of the environment. Um, Again, not a lot has been, been said, but... Truth be told, it's all roads point to I cannot have a black woman in charge of me. And just in case you're wondering what a town manager is, because quite frankly, I've never heard that shit before. Okay. What the hell is a town manager? Um, a town manager oversees the city administration offices and government operation. Job responsibilities include coordinating activities across multiple departments, communicating with the public, and managing internal affairs. Town managers also plan the city's budget for approval by the city council. So it definitely sounds like the police, you know, she would have some involvement with what the, the police department is doing with, maybe oh, with yeah. their revenue, with their money, whatever. Um, so they're mad about that. I think I see town manager as a small mayor. Yeah. If that makes sense, maybe yeah. an alderman, but a small mayor mm-hmm. who, as it says, is involved with internal affairs of the community. It's trash. It shows how racism this country truly still is. And it really will take a long time before racism eradicates. Listen, you know what they need? They need a, a, a vaccine for racism. That's what we need. <laughs> I wish, right? It just is kind of like, I do not know what 
um, some of these white men want. You know, it also makes me think about how in Chicago there has been a rise of um, police officers committing suicide. Really? Yeah, there has been a, a, a small rise. There's been at least three officers this month who has committed suicide. I had no idea. Um, and it's been a thing. And, then, you know, they've been talking about, oh, police are going through it. It's been a lot with the people, you know, with everybody being so anti-police and da 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 all of this, all of that. And I will say this. There is a lot going around policing in this country. We're coming off of George Floyd. You know, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of things, but George Floyd was a huge mm-hmm. moment in this country. We're coming off of, um, not damn, what was it? I just lost my thought. We're coming off of George Floyd. We're coming off of the Uvalde shooting. That was the second one. The Uvalde shooting, which was the in shooting Texas. in Texas. And that revealed a lot because not only did that show us um, police afraid to go into a building because of semi-automatics, so we're talking about gun control here, but it also shows policing. A lot of the videos that came out was police not doing shit, police taking their time, police... Using hand sanitizer. You know what I'm saying? Doing, like, doing everything but policing. Right. And we couple that with community relations. We couple that couple that with um, defund the police and all these things. It it has become somewhat of a career that is like very anti like I personally would not go out and say I'm a police officer in public. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's become one of those careers. It's not a honorable thing anymore. It's not. And, And I think that one thing that we really have to look into in terms of why it's like this is because the origins of policing in this country was to police race. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the origins of policing in this country was to enforce Jim Crow, was to enforce uh, enforce the idea that there is segregation between these races and you cannot partake in what we partake. So as soon as we are able to get rid of that shit, I think that maybe we can... I don't hate police. I think police are necessary. We can't be in a lawless world. I agree. I definitely you know don't. I, mean? I, you know, I'm not the type to be like, I see police, I'm like, pig. I'm not that type. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they definitely serve their purpose. Those that are good, you know? But it's unfortunate. I mean, I got stopped by the police um, um, last month. Actually, I did. Um, and I was dropping my mom, my mom to the airport at uh, like 3 a.m. Yeah. And my light was not on. Oh. And I was like, I was wondering, like, why is my, why is my shit so dark? Why can't mm-hmm. I see? And he was like, you know, my car is black. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, you got a black truck and you're driving slow. Your lights are on. I'm thinking, are you drunk? It's a black, black officer. Uh. I'm like, gee, no. You know, they, they were going to airports. So there were cones on the way, blocking the way. So yeah. we asked, like, go to another. I'm like, gee, we're just trying to find a way. He was respectful. Gee, he even showed me how to turn on the lights of my car. Cause you know this is a new. I mean, I've had this car for a year now, but just like I typically don't drive at night, not right. at four, three a.m. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she's like, "Oh, okay, show me how to turn it on." Cause I'm like, "Damn, I don't know where this shit is at." And it was a good, honestly, my very first and only positive uh, experience. Exactly, it really was, and I'm happy that I was a black man too. But he, it wasn't no like. Yo, 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 come out the car. You drunk? What's going on? Show me your ID. Yeah, like very recently. None of that. Um, was it None. Gilly the kid? I think it was it, I think it was Gilly from Wallow and Gilly, um, you know, Million Dollar um, Leisure, whatever, Million Dollar Podcast, whatever the shit is called. One of them, he encountered a woman being slammed by the police, and he approached them about okay. being slammed. And then later he came out to say that more black men from the hood need to become police officers. Ah. And this has been a, uh, this is a recycled concept. It's not new. It's not like he just came up with this shit. I think it is, it is hard because there is a stigma in our black community about having relations with the police. 
Um, and, and, you know, even in some communities, they'll say, don't, you know, you can't police in your neighborhood for whatever the reason. But I do feel that, as with anything, our, our faces and our spaces are needed. Gee. You know what I mean? It's Even needed. me being a teacher, you know what I mean? It's kind of like. It's needed. It's just needed. Like, you just never know the people that need your bias. We talk so much about bias in this country, and it's like, bitch, give us a black bias. Let me get pulled over by a black man. Let my doctor be black. Let my teacher be black. Let these people that no. impact my life have a black bias. Jeez, my mom-in-law, she's, you know, my son's grandmother, she's, she was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, my son's father was telling me about how, as a child, he felt so proud. To have his mom come oh. into, you know, teacher and parent teacher conference and she has a police officer uniform on. Like That's back so in cute. the day, it was to respect it. Yeah. And how people really loved and respected her. Yes. And mind you, she's not, she's not a tall, huge woman. Like she's a petite woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, they respected her. They respected her uniform. She was a good, good police yes, officer. Yes. It was a civil duty. Exactly. And with you today, officer. she's a great woman. Like she, carries that on i'm like okay i can tell you a solid ass woman g you know what i'm saying so it's just like as you said we need more of those in our community we really do yeah. need that because i feel like sometimes some of the black officers that we have they're trying to be white they're trying so hard what, to stick with this blue code on. it's not enough the same it's way when we, when we be at work imagine if you at work at you uh, the way you at work now even me as a teacher let me say this if i'm at an all-white school guess what i'm doing yeah i'm interacting with my co-workers fact as simple as that, I'm interacting with my coworkers, and I hate to say it like that because you know, obviously, we all know um, how police officers carry life in their hands, and this, that, and the other. Sure do. But it, it is, this, you know, like get shit. Let them be the black police officers that work. Damn, them three black officers always having lunch together. Give somebody that. Give Absolutely. somebody. That. It ain't for me because I don't like guns and shit. But if you like guns and shit, be a police officer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that. We need we need some positivity and some good leadership in in our community. Let's go to our next segment of the day. I care for the culture. So I care for the culture is Luatubiloba Ayomide Amuso. She is um, Nigerian track and field athlete who specializes in 100 meters hurdles, and she's a sprinter. And she won the 2022 World Athletics Championships in the 100 meters hurdles. Setting a new record of 12.12 seconds in the semifinal. Damn, that's fast. Followed by a 12.06 in the final to take the gold medal. So she even beat her own record. Oh, wow. Yeah, and how old is she? She's 25. Look at that. She went to school um, at University of Texas at El Paso. This is great. You know what I mean? It's great to see a Nigerian athlete. Because, you know, you always do hear about Nigerian athletes. But, you know, track and field as of late has, like, you know, been, like, the main Jamaican. focus. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so it's definitely nice to see, like, okay, Nigeria, they carry last. Never. Okay. Like, you know, it's just to see a humble young lady. I feel like sometimes when we see, I never necessarily talk about Shakari per se, but it's just braggadocious feel like I get from them. Like, like okay, relax. Come it's down. Shakari, though. Okay, maybe this. <laughs> I mean, it 
is because like we don't even we don't be here. We ain't hear that shit from Alex. What's her name? Alex Felix or whatever her name. Felix Alex. Or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah it's just nice to see a regular girl, nice regular black girl, African girl who is in sports and she's doing super well and representing her country. Because nowadays a lot of Nigerian athletes, and when I say Nigerian, and Nigerian by blood, they represent yes. America. That's fact. And you know what? I don't blame them. Because a lot of them has mentioned, those who even grew up in, in, in Nigeria, they mentioned that my country did not invest in me. My exactly. country did not provide the resources that I needed. Exactly. A lot of like the athletic departments, the sports department, like the resources are pretty low. You know what I'm saying? They're not really well taken care of. They're not given the treatment that they need to be given to be fully successful. Yes, to be able to go to So, distance. you know, honestly, I'm not mad when Nigerian or other country or other native individuals do not represent their specific countries. Yeah, and it's really it's really nice to like, oh, you were, you know, it just is always good. As a Nigerian, no matter how far we, we stray or whatever from our culture, how deviated or how many years it's always nice to be like i'm nigerian and i see you as a nigerian Fact. doing well absolutely so i hope that she continues to excel i'm definitely happy to see her um but yeah girl you have anything else that you would like to add Mm-mm. um so for me um the final quote of the day it's a bible scripture actually it's from isaiah forty nine twenty three. it says he who trusts in the lord he who trusts in the Lord will never be disappointed. And I say that because I have definitely trusted in God for the longest to leave my job. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause we had an episode about nine to five yeah, versus entrepreneurs. entrepreneurship. And I'm definitely not against entrepreneurship because it's sustained me to the level that I am right now. Right. You know what I'm, I mean? Not entrepreneurship. I mean, nine to five. Yeah. Right. Um, but I knew that my overall goal was to become an entrepreneur, to have my own business. Um, and as human beings, you may do so much research, put in so much work, don't get any sleep. But you have to know, I mean, I know we're spiritual beings, right? Even though we have different religions, but we're spiritual where we believe in God. Yeah. We know that overall, God is the overall creator of everything. He sees everything. He's the one who allows things to be and not to be. Amen. He's the unmovable mover. He's the unchangeable changer. Amen. Right? He is the king of all kings. And for me, I'm like, you know what? And this, this scripture uh, particularly have been in my mind for the past couple of days. Like, just trust in God. Because it is scary to be like, all right, I'm just going to do this by myself. Um, and not... That, that two-week paycheck is nice. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless, some money is coming in. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, the thing nice thing about entrepreneurship is that okay, you know you're getting money almost every day, yeah. depending on how your system is. But if you don't have clients for some days, where's the money coming? Yeah. Where where is that at? You know. But to have trust in God and whether it's in you know, whether it's not entrepreneurship, whether it's your health, whatever it's relationship, whether whatever the situation may be, but the key is to trust in God that he truly will do it. You really have to put your faith in God and be like, God, this is your problem. This is this is you right here. I'm You're the creator of all things. I'm giving it to you. I'm not about to... Because sometimes we overstress. Because you stress, stress, stress. What is it going to change? Right. You'd be depressed, depressed, like I'm broke. Da, da, da. What is it going to change? The Bible says stressing does not add anything to your day. It really doesn't add one single moment to your day. If anything, it, it actually takes away from it. Because you're consumed about stressing, you're sad, you're depressed. It's like, damn, before you know it, damn, eight hours done gone by. Oh, you ain't did none. I have not done anything productive to change my situation. Yeah. 
Yes, be proactive. I'm not a type type of Christian to be like, leave it out to God and don't do nothing. Be proactive. God helps those who help themselves. So. Pray, work hard, do your part, do your research, whatever. But just also give it to God. Like, God, bless this for me. Amen. And this is my testimony. And I pray that, you know, this time next year I'm a different level. I pray that I continue to give, te- you know, good testimonies within my situation. I pray that I don't have to go up, go back to my 9 to 5 job. Amen. I'm glad that my managers and supervisors were supportive. And they were like, oh, if you need to come back, you come back. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, I ain't coming back. God forbid bad things. Okay. I ain't reversing. No you know what I'm saying? No okay. So I am just speaking life and positivity. And God's grace and favor over those who are listening, who are praying and hoping to God for something, who are desperate for something, who needs a change over their lives, and that that change would truly come. Again, I've been praying for this shit for three years, damn near four years. Like I think after the second, third year, I was like complacent, like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. And after a while, I'm like, why am I not? Why am I still in the same position? Sure. Why haven't I promoted? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to do that self-evaluation. You know, denial... Um, delay does not mean denial. So sometimes you may have some delay and sometimes some action. Our actions play a role. We may make the wrong decision. And it delays it forever. It delays us, but it, it does not mean deny. It does yeah. not mean that is the it's end. It's never going to happen. Exactly. So just wake up, do better, work hard, and pray. Have faith in God, and it's going to happen. Amen. And this is Cross Culture. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you all.